Welcome, everyone, to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo Kiev related. I'm your host, Alex Lishik, and with us from across the pond is Dima. How's it going, Dima? Yeah, doing good. Uh, it's good to be back as well. And also joining us, as usual, from across the Hudson River in the great city of New York is Eric. How's it going, Eric? Across the Hudson River. I like that. It's a new one. Um, Had to change it up. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, doing all right. Um, I guess some ups and downs for Dynamo uh, over the course of the past week or so, but um, still looking forward to this episode with you guys. Yeah, Dima was uh, texting me all night how much he was looking forward to see you today. Um, as usual, we're going to get started on the latest news. <laughs> uh Firstly, uh, Payok is interested in Depena, and I, I, I'll admit, I, I was pretty impressed with Depena the last couple of weeks because I thought he kind of, you know, maybe wasn't playing great, but at least his effort was there. Um, but yeah, I think after yesterday's performance against uh, Barcelona, um, against Barca, I think it, um, I think it's time to move on. Um, Denabo interested in Totovitsky, which is apparently BS because clause in the contract says he can only sign if Pukuski signs with him. Oh yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um, honestly, what, I, I would not be shocked if Dynamo signed Totovitsky and Burkiewski. But... No, seriously, man. Seriously. If we sign one of them, then I don't know what to say. We, have, mm. we used to have Bill and Dan and fucking, fucking Totovitsky. Uh, Dynamo U19s drew PFC Lviv 3-3 and then drew Barcelona 0-0. So PFC Lviv and Barcelona U19s are on the same level, obviously. Um, and this is kind of sorry. This is what's wrong with our academy. I mean, we're okay. We, we we turn up against the big sides. We can break. We can do. Uh, we can do them on the counter, which we didn't do. But we can still turn up against them. The had a good game, but you know, against you know, the PFC, the post yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we hit the post like two or three times, to be honest. Um, but I'd be lying if I said I watched that. Uh, but against you know against PFC Lviv, we just we don't know how to player passing game so we can't they parked the bus okay what are we gonna we can't counter against the parked bus can we didn't so they just didn't didn't Brushko also score two penalties against pfc Lviv? he did he jesus did. so uh, i mean yes not that's not great um and then sc nipro uh, din will have to pay five million hrivni in order for rusin dubinchak kravchenko to play against the namo um there's no, I don't think Kravchenko play because I know they have Luchkevich. We will we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Um, I don't even know if Nazari Rusin plays even for their U19s, let alone their first team, because they have what Dovbik and then Mario Chuzha, Croatian guy. Only one I'm a little bit annoyed about is Dubinchak, because I think Dubinchak should still be with Dynamo at the minute, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. And Sinclair uh, scored um, in, is it the Conference League or Europa League? Uh, Payok, right? That's where he's at now. Yeah, he scored against Copenhagen, uh, which we couldn't do. Yeah. Which, by the way, two seasons ago we couldn't do in two games. Uh, yeah, he's in the Conference League. Uh, yeah. So on from that, uh, we're going to start with FC Lviv. Uh, I didn't watch this game; I was at work. But uh, Dima, what did you see from the game against PFC Lviv? Nothing good, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, yeah, we won four four goals. Um, but it's kind of a slow start to be honest with you, just like 
we were dominating for sure, but we weren't really like, well, I say dominating, we were dominating in terms of possession. So that's just, you know, on paper, we were dominating, but like, you know, in practice, like nothing was really happening. Then they get a, Supraga gives away a stupid foul, which was completely unnecessary. They get a free kick. The ball deflects onto Mikolunka's hand, which was in an unnatural position. I mean, I don't think, I don't think he could have done a lot about it. Maybe it's a bit harsh, but I, I, I think it was a penalty to be honest. They score, and then literally like a minute later, Mikolinka plays a really like like very, very good ball to so instead of just lumping the ball in a random direction like he usually does, it, like it was actually a very good pass to Bujalski who finished it off. I think Bujalski had a few chances, but like he just like couldn't catch the ball for some reason. Um, but you know, it happens. Um then yeah, I mean it was kind of like it's all us to be honest with you. Um from then, uh, from then on, I mean, the really, really good pass from Shepilev, which I want to see. You know, I want to see more of that from him because like, this guy is like, it's like he can do it, but just chooses not to, which I don't really understand. Like, is that a is that a manager? Like, is 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 that what the manager's like telling him to do or to not do in this case, or I mean, is that I, just you know? I mean, the one thing I will say is that if he could get more of those kind of passes, like going forward in behind, you know, like that one he had. I we've, we've talked on the. Uh, We've talked before uh, when he did against, I believe it was Chorba Moritz back in like 2017 yeah, or 2018. Yeah. Like, yeah, if we see Mollenka, like the pinpoint ball. Yeah, if we see more of that, I think this is really something that the team uh, could need pl- uh, passes going in behind direct. Because I think there's a couple times even yesterday where we kind of could have played that ball in behind once or twice. But, you know, someone like Sidor Chuk chose to play a safer option. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, right? If he could like consist, if he was doing like like five or like at least five of those passes a game, then I think he'd be benching Bujalski. I think he'd bring more you, use you, to the team. You know what? Maybe it, he's not not out and out attacking, but like you know, but you know what? The, difficult to drop. The only thing is, is that I feel like at times when Bujalski plays higher next to the striker, we sometimes kind of miss that link between kind of midfield and attack yeah so that's why i wouldn't necessarily yeah that. but it's 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 different it's difficult because like he's not really a, he's not a dm i don't think who Shepelev. well every time he t- he tries to tackle he ends up fouling the player i don't understand what <laughs> kind of a, i don't understand what kind of a defensive midfielder that is um he's not really an am but something like he's just like a blind playmaker He's, just like yeah, he's just, just, yeah, just, yeah, just a there. But like, if if he could do that on a consistent basis, then he'd have like a he'd have a shout for like a stake in the first place. But yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, good finish uh, by Tsugankov for not a penalty at last. Uh, good, good, really good goal, really good finish with his right foot, with his weaker right foot as well. So uh, yeah, well done to him. He's been a great form this um, year. Oh yeah, so our best talent by by a mile, probably even better than Yarmolenko was. Said no one ever. Um, but yeah, we go into halftime, two one up. Uh, oh, oh, this was this was interesting. Luchesko took Supriaga off in like the fortieth minute. I mean, this guy was having a shocking game. I won't even lie to you. Like, there's just there's no way of getting around it. The ball deflects to him, and he has like fair enough. It's from an angle, but like it's an open. It was an open goal, and he just. Uh, well, he didn't did he clear it? Did he clear it? That's the question. Did he clear well, pretty, it? Pretty well. He just he, job he done. Just, he just kind of, Good. Just kind job of done. lumped it. To be honest, if with you, like, uh, <laughs> just 
kind of it just hit his foot that's about it i don't even yeah uh he got taken he was on a yellow as well we mustn't yeah but it was just terrible terrible um and that was that was a performance that was good enough to guarantee him a start against barcelona away in the champions league um so yeah congratulations um <clears throat> then yeah garmash came on and um yeah, big up Garmash. She scored two goals. Uh, I think I think one of them was kind of from close range. It's was, it was really like Thomas Muller like goal where it's like really awkward and it just like comes off a few players and he just like ends up fight like just tapping it in. But the but the other goal like is from outside the box and it takes like quite a big deflection. But like I think it was still heading on target, but like it goes right in the corner and, and yeah. Um, but. D- I mean, Dima, can I cut you off for one second real quick? Hmm. And I want to, Eric, also, I want to answer from you here. Uh, Ukraine have a pretty big fixture against Bosnia uh, in October. Would you take Denis Garmash? Would, would I you, take him? Would I take dude, would you take on, the, brought, on the national side? Yeah, for that, for one-off pretty much against Bosnia. I mean, off the top of my, I mean, if I answer quickly, I'd say no. I mean, where's he going to play? I'm just saying, like, you just leave. I mean, he doesn't start, but if you need a goal, just kind of throw him up front with, like, Yadamchuk or something, just to kind of cause some chaos. Because if you – because, listen, if you – okay, I'm not going to get too into it, but, listen, if Ukraine need a goal or two with 10 minutes to go, I don't think you really care where he's playing as long as he's near the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess I see well, what are you're you talking, Sorry, are you talking about for the national team? Yes. Yeah. Like that game again, that pretty much. I think he could offer. I think he could offer something, but I mean, would you take him over Seacon? Yes. Yes, I would. Because he scored more than he scored. He scored more than Seacon. Just because because Petrakov likes Seacon, it doesn't mean he actually deserves to play for the national team. Because I'm just thinking, if like you need a goal, just throw on like Dovbik and Garmash. That's like ultimate chaos. Okay, Dovbik, I'd take over Garmash. Bro, for sure. I I would take them both, honestly. If you need a goal, just throw like throw throw the kitchen sink. Yeah, you're allowed five substitutes. Just throw the kitchen sink at Bosnia. Anyway. Back to Louis Hughes. Um, Dima, you're talking after Garmash uh, is two goals. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think we had the, like we didn't really have that much to be honest with you. After that, um, I think you know, what, what I didn't like was just losing concentration, right? Just giving the ball away. I mean, that's just that's not that's, that's something I've never liked. And so this, these players do a lot, and it's just that's not good enough. Is not good enough, and um, yeah, I think we kind of. I know we won four one, but like, it was it's difficult to say that that's a game like I thoroughly enjoyed watching. But listen, I'm not going to complain too much because you know it's a win and a win, and like, and we have to be winning these games, and we did win. I mean, they all count, you know, it's all three points, you know, for, for the for the table at the end of the day, and that's what counts. Um, at the end of the season, uh, yeah, we hope that this will count. Uh, for uh for a lot um uh yeah eric do you want to chime in here on the pfc game i mean not really Dima pretty much already said everything i agree you know we were kind of dominating possession but it was still a little bit of a disappointing start for us um you know looking back on it they scored um in i mean it, it was really quick um 
the scoring that happened in this match, especially I'd say, you know, our first goal coming after there. So they scored in like the 36 minute and we scored like immediately after that. It was like um, 30 seconds at most, I think. Yeah. Well, it says the 38th minute, um, but like it, it couldn't have been more than about a minute or so I would say, but it was, it was extremely quick. Um, and then obviously, you know, getting another goal um, before the half to go into halftime, um, with a lead, I think was big for us. Um, and I know Dima mentioned this, but that pass from Shepardiev to Tsehan uh, Golov was fantastic. Um, really great through ball um, and a good finish from Tsehan Golov. Nice to see him scoring from open play. Um, so like I said, that was a very positive end to, uh, to the first half. And then in the second half, you know, short, it wasn't maybe 10 minutes or so after the half break, a little longer, I guess, 58th minute, uh, Hadamash scored, and then he scored again um, with about 10 minutes to play. I would say, you know, after, you know, once we went into halftime and came back out, there really wasn't, um, you know, there really wasn't much uh, that Lviv was troubling us with. I thought that, you know, we looked pretty comfortable from that point out. you know, four no or four one victory, good win. Um, I mean, definitely. Yeah, sorry. Can I just, can I just say what? Well, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, Eric, but like four one up, and they're still not offering anything. And like our centre backs weren't being pressed at all. Like it was something like Kinjora had the most like forward and progressive possible. Of course he does because no one's pressing, and like he could like he could probably stand on the ball for twenty seconds and nothing would happen. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of opposition we were up against. But yeah, sorry, Eric. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's a, a lot of the opposition that you're going to face in these, you know, lower half of the table, Almost bottom little, of the table. Well, yeah, I mean, they just they just sit back. And then, you know, like we talked about, they'll just play direct football, um, hope to catch you on the counter, get you to make a mistake, you know, beat you from a set piece or something like that. But, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot else besides what Dima mentioned. Like I said, I was happy that we ended the match strong, good 4-0 victory or 4-1 victory and important uh, three points. And I think we'll have uh, two better games when your buddy gets promoted next year, Eric. Oh, God, yeah, that'll be uh, – yeah, I can't wait to want them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Denabo win 4-1 against – who do we play against? Oh, SC Lou, that's right. Um, <laughs> uh on to the next game, which was the 1-0 loss to Barcelona. And, guys, um, I think this is the worst Champions League no, it's game fantastic. ever. It's only 1-0 away at Barcelona. What are you complaining against now? Minimal. Minimal. Oh, yeah. Dinamo are minimally inferior to Barcelona. Minimally inferior. Don't forget that. I was fuming. What kind of a thing is that to say? But, no, yeah, that, carry on, Alex. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that was probably the worst Champions League game between, like, two like historically good Champions League sides I think yeah, I've ever seen. I mean, that, we were, that we was crap, but they like, were like, that was, like I, don't, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to these sides, but if that was a game like between young boys in Copenhagen, okay, whatever. But like, this was like Dinamo Barcelona, which were like, obviously we know Barcelona's pedigree in the Champions League. And like Dinamo yeah. have historically not really been a slouch in European football. So like, it was just such a piss poor game from both sides. Just like, yeah. I, but then again, I mean, like, you know, Barcelona yeah. let them do their own thing. But but what about us? Yeah, like, we could literally we could probably still be playing. We're recording this around about a, twenty four hours. Yeah, after that, I'd be surprised if we like if 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 we gave our players twenty four hours. 
I don't even think we would have scored by now, to be honest with you. I mean, like that's 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 how that's how so-called dangerous we were. I, no, I, nothing in attack, nothing, nothing from set pieces, nothing on the counter, nothing, you know, positionally, nothing, just nothing at all. I think the only bright spots I think were Zabarni, Serata, and Shaparenko. Well, Shaparenko, I think, was good. Bushan was good up until he bloody gave it away. No, Bushan. No, Bu- bo- no. You, you know what? You're being a little bit too generous here because Bushan could have fucked it like three or four times in the first half as well with underhead passes into people's feet. Uh, yeah, like his pass, like he made a really good save, but it was literally right after he passed the ball right, right yeah. to them. But like he did, he was doing not all right, but, but all right on compared to like the other players. Um, but yeah, I mean, what the hell was he doing? What's you know how there's like you know there's like there's the box, yeah, and then the goalkeeper he has like his own like like speed. Yeah, the six yard thing box. inside them. Yeah, the six yard. Yeah, I don't know. He literally gave it away in his own six yard yeah. box. I, I, I swear, what am I, I, what am I, I dealing with here? Like, see, think, what am I dealing with? Uh, so, in your own six yard, I mean, are you joking me? Like, seriously. Now, the, one of the things that I had texted you guys yesterday, I want to talk about is you know, obviously, we think we know the team needs a lot of upgrading, and the three positions i don't mean to be particularly harsh to these guys but i still think they need these need to be the first three addressed is i said we need to address fullback and center defense midfield first yeah defensive midfield i think it's a big problem big problem because i just don't think so the the answer in the champions league he he is and i'm sorry but in terms of progression of the ball because it's all very good just winning the ball and doing nothing else but you know football's moved on you know, like in the in the 1990s, you know, yeah, you might you might you might have been considered a very good player, but now I mean, it's just there's not enough, you know, there's not enough, not even creativity, but just like forward passing, you know, just some cleverness. Passing. Yeah, exactly. Just something it's just, different. It's not. It's it's not. It's not good enough. I honestly think, you know, I, I I'll always use this for reference because I think, you know, I mean, even Vukovic, he had decent distribution, like he could hit like a long pass. But uh, but, but think, at least with Vukovic as well, he could get around the pitch as well better than Sidorshukhan. He could, yeah, he, he was quite he was quite a mobile guy to be honest, with you, like for his yeah. for his size, like he was you know and he always like jumping in like um in all in all cases. But I always think, you know. If one one type baby, but probably not him exactly. Although I would honestly, I'd take him back. Veloso, a one player like that, one player of his quality, of his like style, you know, like a playmaker kind of midfield, um, you know, defensive midfielder. I think would be like a much much better team, much better team. You know, a player who can actually defend, but you know, he can actually you know provide something in the you know build up phase. But we don't have that right now, do we? No, and then I mean onto the fullbacks. Lewis, we could get to the attacking play, you know, the strikers. Actually, attack. I think I don't think Kinjora was that bad. I, I mean, listen, like, I, I I don't think though, again, and someone like Sidorchuk, like I didn't think Sidorchuk, like I actually overall don't think the whole team played terribly, honestly. Oh no, we didn't. We didn't, but we just but like the to. thing is, but like for a lot of these players, like are they the are they the answer to get us to competing in the Champions League? I'm not saying we have to be winning the Champions League, but for example, I, I want to ask both of you this question also. Do you think the 15-16 side wins this game? The 15-16 side. Yeah, with like Miguel, Yarmolko, Cacciariti, Drago. I think so. I I don't see why not. I mean, we had a few suspect players in there still, but I mean, if we could get if we, you know, if we game 
the, uh, if we gave Chelsea a decent, I mean, they oh, they weren't good in that season, were they? Yeah, but they um, were defending league champions and still. Yeah, they were the defending champions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we gave the defending champions a good game. We drew away at Man City. Uh, we well, we beat Porto away, um, two nil. Uh, of course, we beat uh, Maccabi. Why not? I mean, I think... You know, I don't see Barcelona beating that team. I honestly don't. I honestly don't. But like that, in the that's context my... of the Champions League. And I mean, I, I, Eric, you, if you want to chime in here, like, about, especially about the full, like, the fullbacks, again, just absolutely nothing going forward. You know, not, to, to be honest just... with you, I think that was like a manager instruction more than anything. Well, and that's because... what I was going to say. Is I think a lot of this goes to Luchescu, too, because I mean, I'm not trying to talk up the oh, quality. Sorry, of... how have we not mentioned the starting lineup yet? How have we not? What well, the I, hell I, was well, that? Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, you, I'll let about... you talk about this, but like, yeah. all I'm going to say, so... what in... The one that I don't have as much of a problem with, at least to start, is Tsahankov because yeah. he was he was oh I'm not saying he was good, but he was okay against Lviv. Scored a goal from open play. Hopefully that was going to get his confidence going. I don't have a problem with him starting him against Barcelona. Depana, I mean, when Vitinho came on, he looked more dangerous in about ten seconds than Depana did yeah. his entire outing. I thought Vitinho looked great yesterday. I also don't understand. And seriously, guy- sorry, sorry, Eric, but so Praga, he gets subbed off in the fortieth minute against against because he was so bad. Because he was so bad. Oh, I know. Well, I'll just start him in the Champions League exactly. at Barcelona. Like, yeah, I didn't think he was the worst, though, yesterday, to be... In fairness. I didn't think he was... To be fair, who was... Uh... experimenting or, um, you know, maybe trying a different tactic, even a different formation, maybe trying to go three at the back or something like that, um, you know, against Barcelona and looking to hit them on the counter. But like, it's just the same thing time after time that just doesn't work. And like I said, I just, I'm just not a fan of the fact that, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm trying not to be too negative and I'm trying to be, um, you know, realistic about it. Um, but at the same time, um, I mean, it's the truth. Team selection, poor. Tactics, poor. Um, you know, another thing that kind of frustrated me a little bit too, and, and I mentioned this on, on Twitter, but, you know, when the team was coming out of the tunnel at halftime, it looked like they were down 5 nil. Like there's no one that's, you know, and I'm not saying that you need to be in people's faces, just an obnoxious cheerleader all the time, but there's no one rallying the troops. There's no one that's, you know, shaking their teammates' hands, patting people on the back, trying to get the energy level up. I mean, obviously this Barcelona side has more quality than Dinamo does on paper, no doubt about it. But this Barcelona side is in a crisis right now. They're, They're poor in the league. They're poor in Europe. How... Like the pressure is a hundred percent on them. 
it is 100% on them. There's no pressure on Denamo. How are you not, how are you not tasting blood in the water and just going out there and saying, you know what, excuse my language, but you know, fuck it. Let's just, let's just have a go. Let's just go at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And see, I, that's what I was kind of, my criticism of the fullbacks is like, I understand Luchescu saying, oh, like, like, let's be a little more defensive. Like, and listen, on paper, I don't think a one note result to any Barcelona side is terrible. But like, my thing is like that you have this team that's pretty much a wounded deer in the middle of a field. Just, just go for it. See what happens. You don't know. Listen, if you start off that game, pressing high, high energy, the crowd starts to get nervous. They start to get on the Barca's players back and they could have crumbled. Even if they beat us that way, and even if we got burned a couple times, then okay, change the tactics, and yeah, then he got it wrong, but at least he tried something different. Yes. You know what no, I mean? I'm at least... And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but like, I mean, some of these players, like Zagankov, every time, like the only time I realized he's playing is when he lost the ball or gave it away. That's the only time I've actually realized he's playing. I mean... Karavayev, he fell over the ball more times in that game. Oh, he Karavayev, for dinner. Karavayev, what the hell was he? He doing? drove me nuts at the end. He had two or three opportunities. He gets down to the corner. I'm thinking, just whip one in as hard as you can yeah. into the yeah. box. Yeah, he tried to cut it back. I'll tell you what. If I'm both Ben Lenyev and Benjamin Verbić right now, I am probably on the phone. With my agent I'd retire get, if I can't get in. The, if I can't I, get in the team over some of these I, players, I, I'd I'm, retire. I'm exactly. on the phone what with the agent trying to. If I, I'm on. Well, to be fair, I. That's one thing, but we all know Luchesco and decision-making uh, with lineups and subs are odd. But I, I'm on the phone saying, like, listen, I, I, I need to move out of here. I would sell Lenyev this winter just for That's his own sake. another thing, too, is subs. And, again, you know, it, it was hard to, to mention See, this. I'm sorry, scene. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I actually like the subs he made, but what took so long? That, like, yes. all the subs point. he made, why, why can't he do it early? Re- what is why, Ramirez? What, yeah. 85th minute. Why is What's he coming he on not until the 85th minute? Like, I, I didn't and like, I'm sorry, but why are you taking a right back off for another right back? See, that one I didn't mind just because I know no, I, but, well, no, but, you have five changes. So I don't mind the five changes he made. Yeah, but the problem is if you're gonna if you're gonna put on Timchik, fine. But there are other yeah, players on the no, field. Listen, wait, no, listen. Let me just finish this point real quick. You're, you're gonna put on Timchik, fine, but there are other players who should be coming off before Kanzora, like Tsigankov yeah. was a ghost yesterday, practically. And you're, but you're still choosing to take someone like Kanzara off. No, I'm sorry, but if you, if Dimchik is is the right back who you want when you're trying to score a goal, just start him. Just start why him. don't you start just start him? him. So do you not want to score goals at the start of the game? He, he's clearly what? good enough to be starting for Ukraine, but what he can't start for you know, for the novel. I mean, I know Alex. You mentioned something about one. Well, I don't. I don't think. I, sorry about the FC uh, about uh, the PFC Lviv game. Dimitri, so many times he ran like basically the whole length of the pitch, and every single time his pass was like he couldn't even get past the first man every single time. So he just like gallops down the entire pitch or half the pitch minimum, and the 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 cross or pass or whatever it just hits like the first defender's foot. Like, okay, great. You know, but yeah, go on. Uh, sorry. I mean, I just don't think, you know, one, again, I go back to the minimalno uh, yeah. about, you know, losing one nil isn't that bad, which, okay, if you just take a look at the final score, yeah. you'd say, okay, wow, not bad. They only yeah, lost that's one what I'm saying. Nil, like, on paper, like, it looks fine. Uh, like, if you were just but like... It's, but it's not because we had three shots. None of them were on target. Um, 
we offered absolutely nothing going forward, like nothing at all. Okay, here's another interesting stat. Barcelona, according to Transfer Mark, Barcelona had 11 corners. We had zero. We did not have, yeah, I don't remember. We didn't have a single corner that entire match. Now, also, Barcelona fouled 18 times compared to our seven, um, which, I mean, like, why are you not going at them? Like, why are you not? I, like I said, it's just just frustrating. But anyways, really? you know, it's it's just similar to it's kind of like the flip of um, and not to go far too much into a different match, but Benfica Bayern. So I watched that match as well, and for sixty minutes, you know, if you take a look at the final score four nil to Bayern, it doesn't really tell the full tale of that match because yeah. Benfica were toe and toe with them for an hour. And I mean, they were creating chances. I mean, Yadimchuk had a really great chance where he held off Upamecano, made a great run, and then, you know, just fired a shot wide. But they're asking questions of Neuer. And then after that free kick from Sané, it's kind of like the floodgates open um, and more kind of poured in. But, you know, 4 0 is kind of a little bit of an unfair scoreline, I think, to Benfica. It'll feel a little hard done from that because I think for the majority of the match, they played really well. What's well, kind of the flip side of this for us with, with Barcelona? You know, 1-0 doesn't really tell the full tale of this because it very well could have been more. Um, but, because we, but, I mean, we we were never going to score this match, like, at all. But the only thing is, I feel, the one thing I will say, besides stupid giveaways, which there's maybe two or three of them, I don't really remember, uh, besides two or three giveaways, and when Nikolenko forgot what man marking is and allowed Dest to free header at the back post in the first half, although that's four chances to be fair. But besides those four, I don't really remember a ton of times Barcelona were really played through us, at least, especially in the second half. I feel like a lot of the chances, Dima. To be happen. honest with you, though, to be honest, like they were like, how many, sh- how many shots were we allowed to, allowing them to, like, to have from set piece? I mean, yeah, what's that guy's yeah. name? The really bad one. What's that, that crap striker called? No, I'm sorry. The young. He's, he's not good. Yeah, he's not good, man. How many chance, How many headers, do we, like free headers? Do we, do well, we see, that's the that? thing. We gave him the free this headers. Is the we one knew he thing. This is the one thing he's known to be half decent at header. Oh, I know. Well, just have like just have like five free headers. Come on, then. Seriously, but, what the no, hell, man? But see, they knew he was going to miss. That's why they let him have it. So Yeah, well, great. Defensive uh, genius, Mikorinko. Bloody hell. <laughs> So I, I'm not trying to be like too like unrealistic, but technically Champions League qualification is still on. Um, we probably have to beat both Benfica and Barcelona to have oh, a chance of going through. Yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that, that's be, yeah, definitely. Um, we'll I'll beat, tell you yeah, what. We'll, we'll if, beat if, them on my football manager save, maybe. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'm not saying they will, but if they could at least come out with a little bit more energy and a better starting eleven. At least he could probably nick a point or in the last from both of those games. You could easily I pick just, up two more points. I just don't understand. Like, why does it take so long to take place like the bin off? Why does it? He can't. What, what does he offer against a side like Barcelona in the Champions League? He's not going to spank cross like. Oh yeah, well he's going to be able to tell his his grandkids. Uh, Oh, well, one time I did a bicycle kick away at Barcelona in the Champions League. That's what he's going to be able to say. No, I like the guy, but it's just, he doesn't beat players. He's not fast. I mean, on a counter, he has a counter-attack. He stops and passes backwards. Why? Seriously, why? This is, what am I dealing with here? Seriously. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's a perfect actually transition to uh, the next game against Dipro Odin because... I know it's a UPL game and they'll probably park the bus, but 
I think this is fair to say this is probably one of the better UPL teams we'll be facing this Sunday. You know, this that will provide more of a threat than just a stupid lumped ball or stupid uh yeah corner yeah. kick. You know, this is gonna uh, be a tough match. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a very difficult match. And I'm not so much well, I mean, I don't mean to discount uh Niprodian, who to be fair are having a pretty decent season right now, but I would say it more so falls on the fact that we recently, and I'm including the Lviv match, um, have not been good. And I think that this is gonna be a very a very difficult and a very tight match. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I still expect us to win. It's at especially it's at the Lobanovsky, so hopefully we'll have a very you know good crowd at the game. Um, and I, I want to go straight into the uh, preferred lineup because we obviously like listen. We we've talked about it before. We're not going to go crazy on the tactics. We should be dictating the game, high tempo, uh, get, play the game at our level, not stoop down to the opposition's level. I think that's. I think that's the bare minimum expectation. But um, if we had to go for a preferred lineup, um, I go Neshjana in goal. I, I, I'm a, I'm 100% with you, Dima. I think it's time for Neshjana to be in goal. But is it going to happen? Well, probably wish, not. But this I is wish. just yeah. – Well, this is our, this is our lineup. Okay, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Eric, you have an issue with Neshjana starting over Bouchon? Uh, right back. Um, Tim Chick, Tim Chick, Dima. I mean, it's it's just it's just as I mean, Kinjora doesn't get forward and Tim Chick does. But what's the point when every single pass he makes just hits the first man? Well, I'm, I'll go with Kinjora to be honest. I don't think he was that bad yesterday. Right. Uh, would you go Serota and Zavarni at centre back? Yeah, I don't really see any. I mean, I don't think, apart from that, well, it's quite a big apart from considering we, we considered a goal, but I don't think they were that bad um, yesterday. Um, I, thought, I thought they were all right. Yeah. Um, and I w- would you guys be interested in Shabana that left back? No. No? No. Because what I was thinking, but, I just, but, but, but here, hear me out though. Should have played him at left back the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have destroyed Dest once again. <laughs> um, no, because what I was going to consider is if you want to maybe put Karavayev to right back and Shabbat no, to left. No, 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 no you're, I don't. You, you're not. No, thank right. you. no, so why, Chick, no, not Karavayev. No, I need someone to trip over the ball when he tries to cross it. No, so Timchik at right back. But then if you want to play Shabbat, then you could kind of try to afford to be more offensive where you could kind of go to a back three, if that makes sense. Where, like, in offense, it looks more like, you know, you could kind of push people like Zaganko further forward and further central and let Timchi kind of have the right to himself. That's an option. I don't think Luchesco will do that. I don't think he'll get super technical like that. He'll probably just go Nikolenko left back. Um, midfield three, probably the usual three. Yep, usual suspects for me. Probably, uh, yeah. And the front three, I would go Lenyev, Rodriguez, and Vitinho. Uh, Vermeer, is that Rodriguez? Rodriguez. Roger, uh, yeah, no, thank you. No, uh, thank you. So uh, Ramirez, if we're going to go with, if we're going to put players in who don't play us for us anymore, why not put someone like Shevchenko in, someone like that? No. Um, yeah, I agree with that front three, though. Yeah, so yeah. Patino on the left, Ramirez up uh, through the middle, and what's his name? Lenyev. Lenyev on the right. Yeah, I like uh, that. Or what you could, and then you just put Supriaga on for the last 20 minutes and tell him he's uh, playing against a Mahalik Chenko coach team and the he'll score a hat trick against us. 
Yeah. Um, so let's just go through that one more time. Neshe and go back for Tim Chick, uh, Zabarni, Sirota, Mikolenko, Sidlochuk, Buyaski, Shaparenko in the midfield, and the front three of Ledzinev, um, Fitinho, and Ramirez. So we'll see how yeah. much of that we get right. Um, on that note, uh, we're not going to end the podcast there as we usually would. We just want to uh, do a special little shout out as uh, on the 17th was the 60th anniversary of Dinamo's first ever uh, league title. Uh, Dinamo won the league that year. I'll actually pull up on how many points they got. So it's actually the, this was actually to the first time that a non-Moscow-based club, because Spartak and Dinamo were pretty in Dinamo Moscow were pretty much dominating it, and then the season before us, we narrowly missed out, I believe. Yep. Uh, because Tarpiada won the season before, and then that kind of began when we started to, I think, in the sixties. Maybe like later 60s and into like the 70s and the 80s, we started dominating it. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, first year a non Moscow team won the Soviet top league. Yeah. And I wanted to say also, like, it, it, I'm happy you mentioned Torpedo because this was a, a time where like Torpedo had a lot of very good players. You know, he wasn't playing as she was in the pool like at that time, but like Edward Streltsov, who people called like mm-hmm. the Russian yeah. belly, was in around that fi- like late 50s era. Uh, they had a player named Valentin Ivanov, who was one of the joint leading goal scorers at the 62 World Cup. So some very good players, you know, were in playing. And so, you know, Lev Yashin was probably in his prime for Dinamo Moscow. So this was, you know, a very strong, not even, I wouldn't even say Soviet top league, but a very strong core of clubs from Moscow, like, you know, like you mentioned, uh, Eric. Uh, and know, of course, was, Dinamo featuring our very own Valery Lobanovsky. Um, and and the, I was about to say there are some absolute legends of uh, some players in this side. Uh, you have Lobanovsky, like you mentioned, Andrei Bibas in this team, who's apparently, uh, for those who may not know, he's apparently like, uh, a, a very good playmaker slash number ten. Uh, our favorite Yosef Sabo is in this team. Um, was a fantastic player, but yeah, he, an he even better pundit. Money, so um, so appealing to these normal legends. Uh, anyway. Were you saying? Yeah, no. I was going to say. I'm wondering. I think pretty much that entire team was Ukrainian. I think the only, the only player that wasn't Ukrainian was Voinov, who ironically was from Russia and ended up moving to Ukraine. And I believe he took on Ukrainian citizenship and spent the rest of his years in Ukraine. But I, I think, think, I think Sabo is technically Hungarian, but from like Western Ukraine when Soviet Union annexed that part yeah. of Ukraine, because that's a really like not ukrainian kind of like that that's not really a slavic oh kind of no movie. he's not yeah no i think no, he's I mean, ethnically hungarian but yeah but citizenship wise yeah but yeah that was definitely i mean that was i mean that was a strong league a lot of like you said a lot of quality oh, no, players. no guys it doesn't they don't count i've had fans say these titles don't count so they don't count sorry guys it's a waste of time oh zabo's from ushkarad but it says he's hungarian origin but ukraine i think his parents are hungarian so what's yeah yeah oh he was born on a leap year isn't that interesting 29th of february so how old is he then really uh so let's see he was born in 1940 so he would be what is that 20 in leap years technically oh wow well no one day that he's some of his opinions are questionable if he's only 20 (laughs) years old you you know exactly where he's uh, coming from don't you dima yeah (laughs) i um, think would uh Hang on a minute. Would Maslov have been coaching? No, he was not the coach at the time. 
It, I'll, pull it, I'll pull it up right now who's the coach. Yeah, it says he coached until 61. Um, until, maybe, um, maybe that was like the 66. Well, no, maybe that was him. Gorman was the trade, uh, the manager. Mikhail of Gorman. Fun fact, Gorman was a Lemper too, so there you go. Well, I'm sorry. No, sorry. Mikhail oh, Gorman so, was the what? He was a he was a he was a, a coach, but he was in the main trade. Solovyov was a, a yeah. was head coach. Sorry, my bad. Oh, Maslov coached Dynamo. Let me see. Oh, he coached, coached Tor- Torpeda. He coached Tor- Yeah, he did coach Torpeda. Probably when they won. Yeah, the but you're looking at some of these. You're looking at some of these players. You know, Lobanovsky. You know, Biba Kanevsky, Sabo, even you know, Shirbakov, Basilevich. Exactly, exactly. Serebrennikov, all brilliant players. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Shakhtar were up to that year. Uh, let's see. Actually I, have... I, actually, I don't. Actually, I don't really care. But it uh, they finished twelfth in the league that year. Nice, nice. They were nine. Oh. The biggest. I, I, someone. I, I saw a comment on Twitter saying the biggest club, not only in Ukraine, but in Eastern Europe. Did you guys know? Mm. The biggest club in Eastern Europe. Stella Bucharest would like a word. Not so even that, that, biggest... that conversation went from the biggest team in Eastern Europe to wishing that, wishing, wishing that Dynamo fans would speak out about corrupt owners. And I was like, how many more different points are going to be brought up yeah. and how much more like it's just funny when people know that their argument has no weight. So they just start continually changing the subject to different arguments. Um, but anyways, I'll tell you uh, what, I don't think we should be disrespectful to Shakhtar because while we were busy winning the league and uh, beating Spartak, Torpedo, Ceska, Lokomotiv, Shakhtar were very busy that year. They played the likes of Dynamo Moscow is in their group, Admiral it's Leningrad. Uh, Neftyanik Baku. Oh, Spartak, wow. Wow. Uh, Spartak Vilnius. Turud Voronezh were in there. They played that season. Uh, Daugava Riga and Kalev Tide. So some, <laughs> some heavy hitters in that group. They also have, they, they were also pretty busy getting the ball out of the net this uh, this week in the Champions League. Kriftsov, oh, I mean, boy, Danby I mean, Strucker so, is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I... I I wasn't watching. I don't watch the kind of games. I don't really care how they did. I wasn't explicit. Well, I, well, to be honest with you, I would have rather Real won that game because I just dislike Shakhtar so much. But I mean, they spent fifty million. Does it? Does you know what the best is? What, what my favorite part is when they were about to put Mudrik on after it was five 0 Mudrik gave the Zerbi a fist face like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna put me on when we're down five 0 Apparently, he missed quite a big chance, Mudrik. Um. Uh, I, I would know. expect I, watch, but I, I, I mean, I, I would. Per, I, if it's a chance I'm thinking of, I would only really expect a really top top level player. Like we're talking like Lewandowski caliber player to score there. Oh well, if, 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 to, if you if you what if you listen to the Ukrainian media, but Mudrik has the potential to be that kind of that good of a player. So what's his potential? He, he was in the he was in the voting for Golden Boy. How yeah. the hell did he get into that? Which, I never because he scored against Mariupol. How did you know? Yeah, he I, a, and he scored a flute goal against uh, uh, Monaco. Oh, you know what I, I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to like all the local like towns in my area and ask them to for the people to put point to where's Mariupol on the map just to see out of curiosity what we get. What we get? Yeah, but less about Waxtap. 
Um, oh yeah. Oh, 1961. That was a good year. Very. Uh, Eric, you were about how old were you? Was that started domination? That was. I would have been. I actually thought that I was younger than I actually was. If this was 61, uh, then I would have been about 35 then. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. So, so you were serving uh, still in the Cold War, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually remember shaking Lobanovsky's hand when he came off the pitch. You, you know what I was wow, just thinking? Yeah. You know what I was just thinking about, right? So the Soviet League was played through the calendar year, right? Correct. Around the, that, and you know, Belarus still does that too. I act for honestly for Eastern European leagues, I would actually kind of prefer that if there was no like European I would, conflict. I would too. Because I, I I I hate the winter break so much. Well, Belarus does it and their teams. I mean, I they I can't remember the last time a Bel- probably would have been Bate years ago um in the Champions League. But um, they beat Arsenal the Europa League a few years back. I thought they beat Bayern. No, in the Europa League, they beat Arsenal. Oh, didn't they beat Bayern in the Champions League they when uh, Gonzalo was coaching? The same yeah. year Bayern won the treble. Yeah, but anyways. Jerome when Shakhtar beat them like 7-0. Yeah, so and 5 like Something silly like that. Like, I mean, they make it work. And I think for these, you know, these really, really, like you said, Eastern European countries where it gets, it, like, it gets cold. And you have just how many months of, three months almost, it seems like several months of the break i i think it makes more sense to keep that and you, that calendar yeah. year schedule and ukraine probably won't have it as bad as some other countries to be fair but some countries could really get hit hard with it um no so the, what i was going to ask is since around now would be the end of the year spot talk moscow's relegation had to be confirmed around now and when i researched it i know what their loss to dinamo on the penultimate match day sent them down well, I don't they, remember what year that they was. lost. They lost the other day too to Leicester. And to uh, and to, oh, to, I was about to say to Dynamo Moscow, but for that, no, that was a draw, absolutely fortunately. Um, <sighs> but last little topic I want to mention about the uh, 1970, uh, 1961 team was uh, was uh, uh, Dynamo captain Viktor Kanevsky, who uh, he passed away actually in 2018. But uh, passed away actually in Bristol, Connecticut. So, Eric, that's probably what for like two or three hours for the both of us, probably somewhere in that area. Probably a little closer. A, let me take a quick look. You said Bristol, Connecticut? Yeah. Um, I mean, if I drove, it would be, I don't have a car, but if I drove, it would says it would be three a little over three hours. If I took a train, it's four and a half. Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, uh, he passed away in 2018 in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, really interesting story. You should definitely look up his um, his uh, Wikipedia page. It has a, or there's also a really good football on, um, article on football grad. We'll uh, we'll definitely share um, about him, and it's definitely worth looking into. And hold on, I have it up here when Dinamo beat Spartak that relegated them. That was. No, where where is it? Here we go. Oh, that's November twelfth. So we still have like just a couple weeks away. Uh, but on that note, um, oh wait, we forgot the last topic. The Dima Walk. Oh yes, uh, Dima is a Walk. In case you were wondering. although it unfortunately actually says Eric. Does it but really? I'm, I'm looking at the document right now, and that's not what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, I, well, yeah, edit it. Edit uh, what you want. Edit. I, I, want, I, I see it written twice. I have a moral victory. No. And that is a moral victory for me. Thank you. I learned how to use a computer without completely deleting it. 
um, uh, on that note, um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you want to contact Dima, uh, you can find him on Twitter at 1927Dima, of course. Hi. And if you want to contact um, Eric, just search out a Slavsky and you'll uh, be able to find it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm going to change mine. This since 1961. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to, mine is uh, at Libovich. You know what I really hope they do with, if Petaris come up next year? I hope they like imprint his face onto the field. That's what, wouldn't uh, put it past them. That's what Adam Honestly, said I too. And I, I would, that would just be, yeah, that, that would be the cherry on top of the cake. Oh my God, that's right. He did. Okay, Adam, I completely forgot you said that. So shout out to you for mentioning that first, but oh my God, I would I would love that. That would be amazing. Um, if you want to contact me or host, you can find me on Twitter at Lishik7. Um, it's L-Y-C-Y-K, the number seven. No spaces, no capitals. If you want to contact the show, you could do that uh, on Twitter. Find us at Denamo Broad, or you can send us an email to denamobroadpodcast at gmail.com. Well, from everyone here at Denama Broad, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Dinamo, Dinamo.